Listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked. It's almost a new year, which means new balls with our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. Listen, 2020 has been rough on all of us. There's no question about it. And and I know, you know, some people may have let, you know, it get the best of them in terms of quarantine and all this kind of stuff. Maybe you just need to reboot yourself, get clean, get fresh, you know, kind of just get everything restarted. If you haven't already, do it now. Manscaped helps you do that. The feeling you get with Manscaped is amazing. All, all of their products. I have the 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 deo- the ball deodorant. I have the body wash. I had the lawnmower 3.0, which is absolutely amazing. And I've tested that thing, guys. Is that first of all, don't get it twisted. This isn't just for men. Um, I know women who have ordered it using the, the promo code Clock Dodgers, but I've used this thing everywhere. I've tried it. I've everywhere you could think of that you have hair in your body that you don't want it. I've tried it at least once, and it works everywhere. <laughs> so this is not exclusive to your balls, although it is perfected for your balls. Um, guys, listen, before we go into 2020, let's, let's do this thing, right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mental thing. It's a physical thing. Don't get it twisted. It's not just physical. It is 100% mental for sure. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code clock dodgers at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code clock dodgers. Happy new years to your balls. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. Adam, the other FF guy, Cahill. What up, Adam? Didn't know we were starting. Yay! What's up, guys? Yeah, Adam, also (laughs) with us for three weeks in a row, I think, just breaking records left and right. Josh Crocker. What up, man? Just get used to it. Just get used to me breaking all the records. Hey. Just like I, just like I'm doing with the locks of the week, you just get used to it. We'll see. I, there's some controversy on locks of the week. I think you're wrong about. There's about no this. controversy. Yes, I think you're wrong. So we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Before that, hey, I mean, first of all, we, we can't even get to victory last before we shout out New Zealand, right? That's right. New Zealand, Both of you guys are great. <laughs> New Zealand definitely <laughs> deserves a shout out. I was going through the Spotify wrap up, and I'm like, what is this? New Zealand's our listeners? Or what? What is going on here right now? And Josh thinks it's two guys, but I don't know, man. New Zealand was on the uh, what, what? What was the reason for that again? The most new listeners in the it country? was the area of the globe where our listeners had grown the most. Yes, and I think we went from like zero to <laughs> to some other number. <laughs> yeah, shout out whatever number that is, man. It was it was some weird countries that were coming up on there. Like it wasn't expected. Like obviously football is an American sport. And it was weird to see these other countries popping up, but it must be for our humor and, and, and long-winded answers, right, Adam? No, I figured it out, guys. So uh, on one of the episodes, I dropped the Netflix series Auntie Donna, which is an Australian show, and Australia is right next to New Zealand. So they're probably just searching Auntie Donna on podcasts and found us. Hmm. And welcome. <laughs> no, I think it's our amazing <laughs> takes. I think it's our Man, I thought I really pieced that so, together. That was a good okay, job, so though. I feel like... 
we need to like search engine optimize our speech now so <laughs> that we say things that like if I talk about Nicole Kidman, will we get more Australian listeners? It's definitely possible, Josh. It's <laughs> definitely possible. I think they're all here for the victory laps. So let's start there. That's what I think they're here for. Adam, I like to let you start the victory laps. Do you have someone that you're especially happy about? I know we spoke off the air here a second ago and you weren't very happy about some things, but are there players that you are or a player that you are happy about? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't the best fantasy week for me. Uh, I, I was really pleasantly surprised to see Tua have a big week. Um, for me, like, he's somebody who I believed in. I went in Dynasty. I was hoping would be able to come around, but had kind of been skeptical of, especially with how well Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing. Uh, so definitely proud of Tua having, like, his first big game of the year. And then outside of that, I mean, wide receiver was – not not good for me this past week, but running back actually worked out well. Uh, I'll take an Annie Neal victory lap and uh, give Jonathan Taylor some props. <laughs> um, Ouch. And then uh, other than that, I mean, Miles Sanders had a really big week, and uh, Cam Akers finally coming together. So that uh, that's been that's been nice to see. Yeah, there was there was some good there was some you know usual suspects out there, and then there were some guys who kind of just put themselves back on the map in a big way or on the radar in a big way. Um, Josh, do you have anyone um, that really splashed for you this week or that's been consistently doing it all year for you? Well, Derek Henry. Derek Henry has been doing it all year, and I appreciate him very much. I'll send him a nice present for every fantasy football league I win. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know what I, I really wanted to uh, – to take a lap on here was this summer when I was talking about DJ Moore, the pushback that I always, always got was how can you put him above Julio? And even though DJ Moore is not having the greatest season, I just want to say that it looks like Julio Jones wasn't such a sure thing. Like, he, he is sure not producing like he has, and everybody was so sure that he was going to. And I think I was one of very few people who said, there is risk in Julio Jones. So I'm taking a lap on that. Uh, just like to chime in, Julio Jones, 16.2 points per game. DJ Moore, 14. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. I understand. But Julio's fall off has been much more surprising than DJ Moore doing what DJ Moore has done. Hmm. I don't know. It's debatable. Julio Jones, wide receiver 14 in points per game. <laughs> I thought Josh, I thought overstated Josh by sits. one Josh Crocker. He has fallen off. He's not even the number one wide receiver on his team. Who saw that coming? I mean, true. That, that's fair. Like, Calvin Ridley, no way. No way would I have said he will be the Falcons' wide receiver one. I thought that he was just always going to be Randall Cobb to somebody else's Jordy Nelson. I mean, what does it mean when Corey Davis has more points than Julio Jones this year? It means he's been injured. <laughs> I just had to throw Corey Davis in there. He, he, you know, your boy Cole Beasley is better than Julio Jones right now. 
I mean, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> then, then it makes sense. There makes sense. All right, man. Yeah, I mean, you you did you did make that claim, and it's you know it's rung true to some extent. So yeah, shout out to you for that, Josh. Shout out to you for that, man. Shout out to you for twisting this thing too. You know, a lot of times we just talk about guys who played well, not necessarily the the claims that we made on guys who wouldn't play well. So I like that. Uh, I like that you went there, man. You didn't want to do too much bragging and boasting about success, just a lack of success for a player. Um, so this I, I, is I just that. this is the place I go when DJ Moore is not a wide receiver one in the NFL. It's just a very <laughs> dark place. I hear you, man. Listen, I want to give like an honorable mention to Derek Carr. I was worried after last week that my curse would continue. They did lose, but you know he still was out there slinging the rock. He scored a rushing touchdown for the hell of it. Finished top five last week. While Are Jared... you so glad that I convinced you to start him? Listen, Sorry to interrupt, but listen, like, listen, man, Neil's over here on Sunday. Like, guys, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> no, I was a little skeptical, you know? A lot of things were on the I line. I feel like we could blackmail you with the player that you wanted to start over Derek Carr. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> I took this to Twitter. I took this to the Twitter streets, and Twitter even said, don't go with Derek Carr. And I said, well, you know what? That's the problem with Twitter. That's Are why you we have serious? A yeah, deal. Twitter voted Dalton. They were, oh my God, they were that, incorrect. And I'm not surprised. Point. I can't believe I missed you posting that. That's fun though. Yeah. I'm kind of curious now where, where uh, if I can find that again, I want to see uh, what it exactly ended as, but yeah, it was, um, they definitely, they definitely chose it. Let me see. Uh, it was Andy Dalton had 58% of the votes. Yeah. That's uh shout out to Twitter. Good job. Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't crowdsource lineup decisions. <laughs> you go with the guys who you podcast they're, with. They're overweighting matchup. That's what they're doing. Ever they're overweighting matchup. No, they're underrating Josh Jacobs having been injured and hobbled and coming off of it and Derek Carr coming off of a QB one week and they're like changing the offense. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Like, I I like partially agree with you because I think that Josh Jacobs being injured is much more relevant to what Derek Carr is going to do than like any team except for two or three that he could play in the NFL. Oh yeah, I I definitely I think it's gigantically impactful, and it'll be interesting to see on the short week this week if that trend continues. Yep. It'll be interesting. Um, also, Henry Ruggs has COVID, so he won't be playing. If anyone cares, <laughs> um, people care. Neil, listen, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I know some people don't care. Of course, we care. Um, listen, I did want to say with Derek Carr, he finished top five last week. Jared Goff couldn't crack the top twenty. So, shout out to Derek Carr. You know, finishing the season strong over here. Above oh, snap! Wait, did does that mean Carr passed him on the season? He probably, probably did. Probably. Let's go car passing Jared Goff. We're, we're QB breaking all 13 and QB 15. It's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing. This is a monumental moment here at Clock Dodgers. And uh, we're happy to see it. There should be some kind of music and band playing. And it should be, you know, gigantic right now here. But, you know, I'll take it lightly. You didn't know this was coming at him. This is what happened, man. Um, honorable, honorable mention to Mike Davis. Again, in place of Christian McCaffrey doing his thing. doing Just putting in work at him. Just putting in work. Yeah. I love that, like, this whole time uh, I've had him on Dynasty rosters and just been starting him, even though though I uh, am not really the biggest fan coming into this. But, uh, you know, I changed my tune on that 
few weeks ago and told you guys how how good of a play it was and goes to show i mean waivers they can they can make a world of difference and and a player like mike davis was available on a lot of waiver wires at the beginning of this year and uh now he's going to be crushing it in your fantasy playoffs because yep. Christian McCaffrey looks to be out another week. Yeah. And I did, I did want to take one victory lap on a guy who I know we might talk a little bit about later in, in the episode here. He may, you know, depending on people's playoff, you know, rosters, they may not even use the guy because they're obviously in the playoffs for a reason. They may not need him, but it's Lynn Bowden. And the reason I am bringing him up is just because I drafted him in all my favorite dynasty leagues. Obviously, the Raiders drafted him, so I got really excited about him. And then they traded him before the season even began. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Like, here I was trying to stack my dynasty teams with Raiders, and he switched it up on me, switched the game up on me. But I was happy to see the Dolphins using him. And I know, you know, they've been kind of dealing with a lot of injuries, and that could be why he cracked the lineup a little more. But the Raiders got rid of him because they felt like they wanted a running back, and he wasn't going to be a running back, so they got rid of him. The Dolphins clearly aren't using him as a running back either. But I just want to throw it out there because I'm, I'm going to be happy that next year I can use this guy more. And, and, you know, get him off my, you know, my bench and, and get him active out there. So I'm happy to see it happening. It's one of the, this is one of those gifting curse things for me. I, I put it on Twitter. Like, I'm, I'm mad the Raiders traded him, but I'm happy to see him doing well because I did, you know, feel, you know, I got excited about the guy. So I'm happy to see him doing well, even though he's not a Raider. So shout out to Lynn Bowden. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Right, Josh? absolutely yeah <laughs> i love just throwing that at you guys like in the middle of me talking just like totally throw you guys off you're like taking a sip of something or doing whatever like, that's oh, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening <laughs> yeah i don't know what's going honestly, on honestly i just feel like you're trolling me for deandre washington yeah so. yeah and you know you know what's so funny is when i seen everyone on twitter going crazy deandre washington get him in your lineup i was gonna tweet you know lynn bowden over deandre washington and i was like ah got distracted didn't feel like doing it and just whatever. And then, you know, it's not even the same position. So it didn't matter at this point. But, it, you know, it didn't make a lot as much sense. But I just, in theory, what I was trying to say was DeAndre Washington sucks. <laughs> I don't know why you guys keep doing this. But, uh, yeah, I hope at some point you guys will let this go. But eh, whatever. You guys can keep running this uh, this train into the ground if you'd like. Um, all right. Let's get our victory lap. There's yeah, some... I was about to say, who's this you guys? It's me. And I will. It is you, but Twitter is like... As, as bad as you might feel about DeAndre Washington, this is the year that I have to bury my Duke Johnson hopes, yeah. I think. So you yeah, bury well, Duke, fair. he buries DeAndre. How about that? That's fair. We can all be adults and move on from these terrible, terrible I, listen, takes. Listen, <laughs> listen, I buried Capri Bibbs a long time ago. That's all right. It's true. All right. So true. I was I now, I, I got some hair. When will you bury Hunter Renfro? Not gonna do it, Adam. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Oh, oh, come on. That silver and black can't go in a casket? Nope. Can't do the it. The Raiders have the trashiest wipers. Wow. Are you serious right now? This <laughs> they really do. Uh, are, we, mean, are, we, are we acting like Nelson Aguilar doesn't exist here, fellas? That's what I mean. <laughs> it's Nelson Aguilar. Just wait. Just wait. Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Renfro. Excuse them. They're all going to get it together. The rest of them are trash, though. They're all going to get it together. Listen, let's get to some injuries. We can kind of run through these. You guys stop me if something feels important. I'm literally just going to read off the list, and you guys jump in. Jump in, okay? Don't make me call on you. Just jump in. Uh, Keenan Allen, hamstring, expected to play Thursday. He's playing the Raiders. This guy's going to have 20 fucking touches, I mean catches, and just rip it up. It's just what's going to happen. So get him in your lineup. Christian McCaffrey, he's got his thigh injury. 
likely to miss, but who cares because you have Mike Davis, right, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I care. I care I'm just a lot. Kidding. We all care. <laughs> yeah, Mike Davis is a great replacement if you have him. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have Christian McCaffrey in many of my teams that advance to the playoffs that are still alive, and so I'm kind of happy he's not playing to be honest, because I know many of my opponents may have him. So I'm actually excited that he's not playing. Hopefully, we'll see. I play, I play in this one dynasty league where I had, I have Saquon and CMC, and I in that league, I I'm still alive in the playoffs. That's crazy, and I am so angry. At the rest <laughs> of the league. Like I want CMC to play so badly. Like it would feel like such vindication. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. That's crazy. Either you're in a really bad league, or you drafted that team well, man. Who are your running backs that replace those two? those two for sure? Who replaced those two? Who Miles Sanders at some points, uh, Josh Jacobs. There's been some Adrian Peterson. <laughs> you playing in some four team leagues, or what are you doing over there? How'd you get all these running backs, man? I I I, I guess I just drafted lucky because a lot of the a lot of my dynasty teams are nothing like that. Believe me, like that that team is the exception. Right. But I'm really excited about that team's possibilities especially if cmc plays it'll be a cool story if you win it all man um matthew stafford rims ribs rims fucking cars got broke bad rims ribs lions are not optimistic about this are either of you optimistic no and it <clears throat> the big one for me is i mean galladay's been out but marvin jones had been like a nice wide receiver two three option for the entire time Galladay's been out. And uh, without Stafford, I feel like that really brings that into question. And then TJ Hawkinson as well. I mean, he's really come on late as just a every week starter at tight end. And I don't know if you can feel confident. Tight ends, you know, just a crapshoot. So you probably don't have a lot of options that you're going to like much better. But uh, but yeah, I'm going to feel really concerned about the, uh, the other options in that offense if Stafford doesn't go. For sure. Um, Devontae Parker, hamstring status uncertain. This seriously, I'm not kidding. If he doesn't play Lynn Bowden, I'm not joking, guys. This is this is relevant here. Um, Ronald Jones, who Ronald Jones, the infamous Ronald Jones, having surgery, finger issue, could miss time. Josh, you're Leonard Fournette, man. Just it, it's over. Like he's <laughs> a, he's he's right there. It's a mass grave now with him and Duke. It's, it's so sad. It's not good. Brandon Cooks expected to return. Adam, are we excited? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially with all the departures on that offense, now getting Cooks back. I mean, the, the reality is Deshaun Watson, you know, he's going to be productive, and options in that offense are, are going to have big weeks, and I feel like Brandon Cooks should get the majority of the targets there when he's healthy. So let's uh, let's hope that's the case. Yeah, there's another wide receiver in Houston who's not to be mentioned right now. Um, Raheem Mostert ankle had an MRI, not optimistic. Either of you guys have a lot of Raheem in the playoffs? I have no Raheem, but yeah. I have to say that, like, I think this guy is legitimately very good at football, better than the running other running backs on that team. That's blasphemy when McKinnon. I don't know. My big question is if he's out how reliable of a starter is Jeffrey Wilson? 
because I've got him on a roster and I'm going to be debating him against probably Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Tim Patrick or oh, actually Marvin Jones, who we were just talking about. That's probably the bigger one. So, yeah, uh, Jeffrey Wilson or, or Marvin Jones this week if uh, if Raheem Mostert's out. I, I'm wondering if I should pull the trigger on Wilson. Does Jeff Wilson have any 20-point games this season? I Jeff mean, Wilson has a 35-point game this season and a 21-point game this season. Damn, he destroyed that. the Patriots. Uh, granted, this is in the scoring that I'm looking at, but he did have a really huge game. Uh, three rushing touchdowns in a game where he went over 112 yards. Yeah, it's a big deal. Wow. That's a big deal. And he had, so, he, he had a mean, game against the Giants where he had, I think, a touchdown on receiving and rushing, if I recall. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's had his moments, and you would think he is the next man up as far as, I mean, if you're at least looking at coach talk and all that kind of stuff. Against um, Dallas, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a phenomenal matchup. I am making that change in my lineup as we speak, gentlemen, and this is why we do a podcast. <laughs> that is why we do a podcast. And for the listeners to be making these adjustments, Adam? Fantastic. Too. And Jeffrey Wilson, possibly a guy who's out there on waiver wires. Cool. Like, possibly. Talk about a phenomenal pickup and play in one week if, uh, if you need someone, or even if you don't. I mean, the potential for a big week is it's definitely there. Yeah, and this is one of those situations where you add him even if you don't need him so your opponent can't, just in case they need him. Oh, yes. You know? Um, another 49 What was that? I still think he got to go MVS in that lineup, though. I still oh, think- yeah. No, I, I did it over Marvin Jones. Interesting. We'll see how that plays out. I'm curious. We'll see. We shall. We shall. Uh, one more 49er on the list. Debo Samuel hamstring could miss rest of season. I know this is a bummer for everybody. Um just when we were getting excited about Debo, I think last episode maybe, or the episode before, we were jacked up. And there we go again. Um, do you guys think this is going to be like a thing? Like, are we going to get uh, Debo Samuels, the injury-prone label, coming into next year? I mean, if you look at, like, the type of player he is, it's kind of ironic because everybody who kind of fits that mold of, like, the wide receiver who – you know, does a ton after the catch. It, you know, is useful in the backfield. Is kind of that, like, you know, Swiss Army knife guy. They tend to get injured a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of just a few, but everybody who's coming to mind, like, have also struggled with being banged up. So for me, the concern would definitely be there. Yeah. Josh, are you, are you going to be concerned, Debo? No, I think that the injuries that he's suffered this year have all, like, been caused by the one before it. Right. You know, like, I think he was rehabbing too fast, came back on a, you know, a partial injury and re-injured himself and has just been trying to get back in when he should be rehabbing. Right. I don't think that this is a chronic problem. Right. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm gonna be buying Debo forever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think if you could buy him or get him low in drafts, whatever the case is, if this has some kind of residual effect, you know, in dynasty leagues or in redraft next year, definitely take advantage of it. Um, no question. All right, let's jump over to trust issues. Trust issues. First one we have here, Clyde. 
Edwards Hilaire has returned to workhorse status with the Chiefs. Trust or trust issues, Adam? Still got trust issues. Um, I don't think that Le'Veon Bell is really the main concern there as much as it's just how that offense operates. Um, I think that from what we saw last week alone, I mean, Clio over Solaire can get a ton of touches, but mm-hmm. he did nothing on the ground. I mean, you're legitimately talking about a player who got two yards per carry. I'm not a per carry kind of guy. Like, it's not something that matters much to me, but from what we're seeing, it's just, it's not promising. And for me, even though he's getting the volume of a workhorse, there's a lot of concerns there and they don't need him. I mean, that's the reality of it. They just, they don't. Why, so, don't, why do you think Le'Veon Bell doesn't get more work? I mean, honestly, I think a lot of times in these situations, we think about the player they were. And they might just not be that player anymore. And, you know, the Chiefs see that in camp and in practice every day. But we just don't see it because we only see him in, you know, a few limited touches when he gets, you know, these opportunities to have these big bursts. But, I mean, I don't know. You know, he got two touches. Or, actually, I'm sorry. He got four touches and averaged, like, nine and a half yards a touch. So, he yeah. obviously is good in small stints, but I think it's just his age. He probably just can't hold up to a lot of touches. Yeah. And we'll see if they, if they you know, give him any more love, man. But, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire definitely has taken all those carries, which sucks when he's not doing well. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell is. But I guess it is what it is, man. I, I, I definitely – I don't know if I have trust issues necessarily with him being the workhorse in KC because it seems like that's the way the workload leans. Um, I just don't know if it's a productive workhorse at this point. Like, it just sometimes looks it looks really bad. Like last week looked really bad in terms of, you know, the the you know the average yards per carry and, and the production he got from it. So, I have no trust issues that he is a workhorse. I just don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing sometimes because I feel like when you see Le'Veon Bell do well like that, like give the guy more play, man. Maybe it motivates you know Clyde. Maybe it helps Clyde. Maybe Clyde needs a little bit of a rest. Who knows what it is? You know, maybe it's just his rookie season is wearing him out. You know. So I definitely think I wish they would get Le'Veon a little more involved, which sounds kind of crazy to say. But, um, yeah, I think Clyde definitely is their workhorse, per se. But I don't know if it's a good thing at this point. I think he's getting tired out there. <laughs> um, that's the only thing I can think of because everything else is, is good. Um, Josh, trust or trust issues on this one? I have trust issues with Clyde ever being the workhorse. Like He's still underperforming his volume, and he's had some – big touchdown weeks like i like i understand that these two players are um, they're very different in their profile and playing style but when i see clyde edwards hilaire i see clyde latavius murray oh damn like, latavius murray came into the league was a lead back was horribly inefficient with volume and we all know what his career is now he's still a contributor but i think that's what clyde edwards hilaire is headed to be that's interesting. Let me let me ask you guys this, just just for the hell of it. In Dynasty, you have Clyde. What are you doing? Are you looking to continue to, you know, run him out there, or are you feeling like, hey, maybe I should get out from under this right now if I could sell high still on someone who's excited about him still? 
Like what are what are your 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 what is your move right now? I would be holding because I think he has less value than he started the season with, perceived value that is. And I also think that this is his rookie year. He is getting a ton of touches, and that is the Patrick Mahomes offense for maybe his entire career. Mm-hmm. Like there's a good possibility that Clyde finishes his rookie contract and gets an extension with the Chiefs. And then you're talking a decade of his career with the Chiefs or close to it. Like, no, I I don't think there's any way I part with that. So for me, long-term, I think it's still a great play. Because even like Josh was saying, even if he turns out to just be a role player in a way, he's a role player on the Chiefs offense and they're going to score a ton of touchdowns and he's just going to continuously have opportunities for big games. So for me, like he has a floor of someone like Latavius Murray and he still has a possible ceiling of a perennial, you know, top five running back. Not to brag, but thanks to Josh, I do have a dynasty team with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor. I'm excited about that. Still excited about it. (laughs) All thanks to Josh and Marcus Mariota. Whoever would think that would happen, you know? Oh, my gosh. You know? that's, that's just – that, that was just mean. Whoever yeah, that, 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 that's salt in a really old wound right just, there. Just had to feel like, just feel like saying that. Let, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Darius Slayton will lead the Giants in targets with the return of Daniel Jones. Trust or trust issues, Josh? I think that he might – I think that with, with Daniel Jones being back, he might return to getting a lot of targets. But I'm not sure that – I'm not sure that it's going to cure everything. I, Darius Slayton is starting to look like a mirage to me. Ooh, you know, I don't like hearing that, man. I, yeah, I understand. I'm very sorry. He's the best wide receiver in New York. He's also a good wide receiver, Josh. And so I don't like the the words that you're you're spewing right now. I think you're spewing trash. So let's move on to Adam and see what he thinks. Trust or trust issues, Adam? You can't trust anything in that offense. It's it's just a, it's a train wreck. I mean, we'll see what they decide to do at quarterback moving forward. But um, yeah, it, it, I don't think it matters for this season. I think you just. You can't start anybody there. And it's actually ironic because I have a dynasty team that just so happens to be in the semifinals that doesn't have one, not two, but three Giants wide receivers on it. And <laughs> all season, they basically have just been guys sitting on my bench. And it's it's frustrating. I mean, Darius Slayton, like you said, probably the best of the bunch because he's the youngest. And I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from Golden Tate soon. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can trust anything there. I agree with you on that. And I think this kind of reminds me of a situation when, you know, when couples, when they're splitting up and, and one breaks up with the other and they say, it's not you, it's me. That's what this is. It's not the player, it's the team. It's not Slayton. It's the Giants. You understand? So guys, I'm not worried about Darius Slayton, but I'm not going to sit here and, and say, I trust him, trust this team or anything about it right now. Um, but I still love Darius Slayton and I look forward to a, you know, a better season next year. Um, this year has been, you know, just not great for the Giants. It just is what it is. Um, the next one here on the list, Lynn Bowden, is the surprise flex play your playoff team needs down the stretch. Trust or trust issues, Adam? Trust issues. I think that that's only for, like, really deep leagues. Then 
I mean, there's definitely the possibility for touches, but I just I don't like relying on running backs that just flash in the passing game one week and hoping that that production stays. I think that very much can be game script dependent. I mean, as we already talked about, you know, we had an injury to Devonta Parker. Um, Gasecki got injured late in that game. So I think that for me, it's probably not a situation that I want to bet on in my semifinal matchups. Mm-mm-mm. Josh, do you agree with Adam or do you trust Liam Bowden? I'm just going to say that like he scored 15 PPR points and that starts on 100% of my dynasty teams. <laughs> if I set my lineups correctly, like I need those 15 point weeks. Yeah. So I think that this is relevant. I think that Lynn Bowden could be a contributor in, in standard in you know, like 12 team normal leagues. I, yeah, I'm excited for him. I think he can do it. Yeah. You know those points don't carry over, right? He's got to somehow get those again this week. Yeah, I against, understand. <clears throat> guys, yeah. Uh, against the Patriots. Matchups don't matter. Oh, we'll see. Tell Justin Herbert that. Because <laughs> uh, it fucking mattered that week. And uh, I don't think that any rookie quarterback facing Bill Belichick is ever an option that I want to rely on. Um, speaking of which, in a semifinal matchup, I'm benching Tua, who just had a huge week last week for Andy Dalton and Gardner Minshew. So no, you're not. Yeah. No, you, I'm taking. You, I'm hardcore narrative street. I don't care. I do not think Tua. I do not think Tua scores exactly what Neil did with Carr and Dalton. Yep, you're doing the That's same fine. thing. Except Dalton is good. <laughs> you know you're wrong. I'm sorry, Dalton. Dalton, I don't care. How is this I, dumb? It's Tua against the Patriots. I, no. I'm not mad. I don't know. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, I might back out of that by the end of the week, but I don't know, man. I really, I'm, I'm very concerned about Tua this week. I'm very concerned about that offense. Listen, listen. You just totally changed the subject on Lynn Bowden, Adam. That's yeah, part of the. You're not about Lynn Bowden. You're not about Bowden. That's a problem. That's a problem, man. He had lots of snap share, lots of targets. They got lots of guys injured and COVID and this and that. He's legit, man. He's a legit playmaker. I'm telling you, he's not like some running back catching some pass out of the backfield. Like they're they're game scheming for this guy. They traded for him for a reason. They 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 gave him a shot that the Raiders didn't want to give him because the Raiders were too stupid to stick him in a thing he's going to be a running back and that's all they cared about like they could use a guy like this guy right now, like right now every offense good um so i i do trust i trust him i trust him in your playoffs how about that um next one pollard will continue to split carries with a limited zeke trust or trust issues josh i think i think i trust it it's it seems to me like the cowboys are going to need Pollard to just make sure that Zeke gets through the rest of the season. And I don't think that the Cowboys remainder of the season is really worth jeopardizing Zeke's health. And I think they know that. So I think they're going to keep giving Pollard snaps to just take some load off of him. Yeah. And I I agree with you on that as far as they, they, they are purposely trying to dial back his snaps and it's intentional. And what we've always said was that Tony Pollard was good when he had to fill in for Zeke. But now they're giving him just the you know some more snaps that we, that we always wanted kind of to see what would happen. 
and it's, and he's doing well with it. So, I mean, I think they're going to continue to do this pace um, that they're doing now and, and, and continue to, you know, take a little off Zeke's workload, whether that's something that you want to, you know, put in your lineup or anything. That's, that's up to you. I wouldn't trust that necessarily, but um, I, I do believe he's going to continue to take carries from Zeke. I don't think this is going to like stop anytime soon. So, um, I do trust that he will continue to take carries from, from Zeke on that on that front. Um, Adam, do you trust it or no? Yeah, I trust as well. I think that it continues going in this direction where they limit Zeke down the stretch here just to keep him healthy. There's no reason to risk anything. They're not going to make the playoffs. Let's see what you have in Tony Pollard. And I mean, they split carries last week, so I think that's a good indicator for what things will look like moving forward. I think it just more than anything makes Zeke a really risky fantasy option. And Pollard, I don't really think you can start him in any league, but it is interesting to see from a long-term perspective. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, The next one, Adam, you're our resident Bears fan, so let's go with you first here. David Montgomery has proved that running back efficiency is meaningless. Trust or trust issues? For fantasy. For fantasy. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've the biggest proponent of that it's a volume game it's a volume game and it's game script dependent and what we've seen from the bears is that hey they are in games now look at that (laughs) they're they're in games so they're running the ball more i mean you know last week they fucking destroyed houston so i think more than anything it's just they're giving him touches so yeah he's going to be productive he is definitely one of the poster childs for efficiency does not matter yeah josh i'm gonna assume you agree yeah it's so gross like i don't want it to be true but i have to admit that it it's true like and it's (laughs) sad because it means that like there is no such thing as taste in running back like there is in wide receiver you know like with running back it is all just so who's getting volume so who's getting volume and uh, it, it it's a hard pill to swallow for me. <laughs> I love to hear you struggling with that, man. Except when it's Duke Johnson, right? Doesn't matter how much I, work. That's, uh, Duke Johnson. Duke he's, Johnson. He's had, he matter. had his chance this year. He's performing adequately, but I just I just don't. I think the spark is gone. You give uh, DeAndre Washington the ball, Duke Johnson the ball, it just doesn't happen. No such thing as efficiency for these guys, regardless of anything. Um, Chris Carson is a running back one that you can start down the stretch. Trust or trust issues, Josh? I don't – Chris Carson, his volume is not safe. I think that he's still the best running back that they have, but – like he's only getting forty-two percent of the rush attempts on that team. That's not a lot, and and you know he's still getting four targets, which is nice. Like his volume is is okay. He's still getting about fifteen touches a week, but I have trust issues with it. All right, trust issues. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Adam, do you trust or trust issues with Chris Carson being an RB one down the stretch? ah man probably trust just because like there's not there's just not enough options really at running back to feel super confident going deeper and deeper so for a guy who's on an offense that 
for all intents and purposes, should be putting up points. I mean, obviously, they played the Jets last week, so that's kind of a throwaway. But even if you go a week back from that, I mean, you know, he scored a touchdown. He was utilized both in the passing game and the rushing game. He saw 18 touches total, you know, went for close to 100 yards. So in in the playoffs here, or like in your fantasy playoffs, they're going to be playing games that are going to be impactful for the right, you know, the, the NFL playoffs. So I think the Seahawks are going to be in games, you know, they're going to be in competitive games. And I think that those are the sort of games that Chris Carson's going to get a lot of touches in. Um, so for me, I think it's probably, you know, fringe RB one, but I, I'd be hard pressed to find options that I like better than them. Gotcha. All right, cool. So there you go. That's our Chris Carson information for y'all. Last one we got here for trust issues is T.Y. Hilton is back. I kind of am a little annoyed by this one because you're saying this because he played the Raiders last week and did well. But T.Y. <laughs> Hilton is back. Trust your trust issues, Josh. It seems to be true. Like, I think, I think you know, we all know that he's been a very, very good wide receiver. And I, it seems that whatever Funk had him for the first 13 weeks of the season is gone. So I... Yeah, I, I think T.Y. Hilton, for as long as he's healthy, is going to continue to do T.Y. Hilton things like he has done the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, over the last three weeks, T.Y. Hilton's the wide receiver three. So there was something going on for the first, you know, 10 weeks of the season. It's really interesting. I think that, like, this just goes to show how often players might be banged up and we have little to no idea other than they play poorly and we all think that they're bad all of a sudden and then guys like ty hilton show us that you know no it's quite different there's a reason he's a pro bowler like he is still elite and i mean for me i mean i think that he's a must-start guy in your fantasy playoffs yeah for sure all right cool that's it for trust issues let's move on to can he do that again the first one we have here, this guy, man, this guy went off. Cam Akers rushes for 171 yards, throws in three targets as well. Can he do that again, Josh? Well, that that's a pretty phenomenal line. So I'm going to say that he will not have 171 rush yards again. But I think that he's going to be an RB1 again. So, So I think that's what really matters. Let me ask you this before we let Adam answer. Do you think this is his his position now, man? Like he's the RB1 there and there's no going back? Yeah, Darrell Henderson was active this week, if I'm not mistaken. And maybe he's not 100% healthy, but Cam Akers seems to have really shown up for the job. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think he will sustain the biggest piece of the, the workload there. Yeah, I personally hope so. Um, Adam, do you think he could do it again, man? I kind of do, guys. They play the <laughs> Jets this week. They play the Jets. I mean, if there was ever an opportunity, like, this is going to be a blowout. They're going to have a ton of touches. And Cam Akers hasn't seen a ton of touches on the season, but he sure as hell did last week. So, for me, like, he's somebody who's not seen a lot of wear and tear. He's young. They're going to be ahead, almost undoubtedly. And, I mean, 
this is, let's be honest, which Sean McVay's been searching for. I mean, ever since Todd Gurley just kind of, you know, evaporated and then left the team, they've been really trying to find that sort of workhorse replacement. And Cam Akers is every bit that. So for me, I think it's kind of a match made in heaven between him and McVay. And I think that next week is going to be the perfect matchup. And I think it's just hilarious for a guy who, honestly, I'll be honest, guys, I cut him in a redraft league. I didn't make the playoffs in that league, but I cut Cam Akers, I think, like eight weeks into the season because at some point you just, you know, short benches, you got to make decisions, and he'd been doing nothing. But uh, he's going to win people fantasy leagues for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about him, man. I was happy about him coming out, and then just it sucked the way things were unrolling, you know, unraveling there. But, hey, I'm happy to see it happen at some point. Hopefully they keep doing it. The next one, Jamison Crowder takes five targets for seven yards. Can you do that again, Adam? God, that's the Jamison Crowder special. Yes, he can do it again. <laughs> the only man who can catch the ball for less yardage than him is Debo Samuel. And that's only because he catches the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I personally, uh, just in that league that we were going over before, Jeff Wilson, am I going to start him over uh, Jamison Crowder? That that's another one that I got to decide because right now I had him on my bench for uh, for Marvin Jones. So yeah, there's a lot in flux, but I, I don't know how to feel confident about any Jets player. Yeah, now if you heard uh, Josh snickering as that question was read, that's kind of a uh, tell that Josh added this to the uh, the notes because Josh is <laughs> oh, a dirty scoundrel. And uh, was ex- was was excited to hear that red. He's you're nasty, Josh. Um, can you do that again? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not nasty. I'm not nasty. <laughs> okay. And uh, no, I don't think he'll do that again. That that seems like just the shittiest of all shit days that Jameson Crowder just had. And I think Denzel Mims is good, and you know maybe challenging him for volume. But I think. I think that Jamison Crowder will have better days ahead of him. All right, cool. All right, good. Uh, I agree. Uh, Rashard Higgins has gone two weeks back to back, eighteen plus points in PPPR. PPR, not PPPR. PPR. <laughs> Can he do that again, Adam? I mean, to be fair, it's points per reception. So I mean, you know, it probably shouldn't even be PBR. It should probably just be PR. Because <laughs> per is not even supposed to be abbreviated. So we're getting it wrong to begin with. Thank you. Uh, it's not something I've thought about before, I promise. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the question? Jeez. <laughs> You're not thinking about my question either, apparently. No, hey, no. I got, I got caught off uh, guard with all right. uh, the peas going on. <laughs> Rashard Higgins has gone two weeks back-to-back with 18-plus points in PPR. Can you do that again? Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to say no, but I want to be proof wrong. Because, guys, I, man – this whole Baker Mayfield emergence situation, like, I cannot wrap my head around it. I mean, he's still getting the ball out at the slowest rate in the league. That has not changed. The only thing that's changed is they're somehow protecting him better to the extent of, like, they have to. So hats off to that offensive line. It's making all the difference in the world. Um as far as Higgins goes, I mean, they have a great matchup this week against the Giants. So, 
I'll be interested to see what they do because the Browns right now are kind of one of those offenses that I feel like can succeed doing almost anything. Um, so it'll be just a matter of how they decide to attack the Giants. But, uh, yeah, I feel like Higgins is one of those guys who 18 points is uh, – God, I'm going to have trust issues with him getting quite that high again, but uh, I think he's going to find his way into lineups. Yeah, he's done it because, you know, like I said, consecutively, Josh is quarterback, you would think – is gaining more trust in him. He, he's he's getting confidence in you know putting the ball near Higgins so Higgins can make plays. So do you think he can do it again, Josh? I think he will have at least one more game like this this season. And I know there's not that many games left. Like last week, week fourteen, he he didn't even overperform his volume. You know, he wasn't even especially efficient for getting ten targets. Like mm-hmm. he he. He's not doing anything that is impossible to repeat. You know, he's not having a Chase Claypool three-touchdown game. So I'm I'm more willing to bid on Higgins than than a lot of a lot of these flash in the pan type wide receivers. Right, definitely. All right, um, the last one we have here. I, I've kind of seen a, a pattern, guys. I've broken the code of Josh Jacobs. Um, injured or not, I don't care. This guy started the season with a big week. That has three okay slash bad weeks, then a big week, and then three okay slash bad weeks, then a big week. So right now, this upcoming week, he's due for a big week if my pattern holds true. So can he do that again in terms of keeping that pattern alive? Adam. Oh, man. Who are they playing this week? Chargers. Chargers. Oh, yeah. Thursday night, too? No. Sorry, Neil. It's a short week. He's been banged up. I don't see them utilizing him to the sort of workhorse extent that they would need to. Damn it, man. You know, that's yeah, what's going on, man. You don't show no love. Hey man, I need him in leagues this week. I want it to be true, but I got to be realistic. Josh, listen, man, let me, let me say this first, Josh. Damien Harris had 80 yards. You got the Chargers when they blew them out. You know, Cam Newton had two touchdowns rushing. Sonny Michelle had, a few, you know, 10 carries, some some yards in there. They didn't, you know, rush exceptionally well or anything crazy. But come on, man, Josh Jacobs, can he can he do this again? Can he keep my pattern alive? I think that Josh Jacobs probably has another big game in this season. I think that the Raiders eventually will will get over this this little funk they're in this drought and have a couple of good games at least and i think josh jacobs will benefit from that all right we'll see i'm, I'm gonna say he could do it again because i need my pattern to hold true um so we'll see he's due for a big week this is the top high level data breakdown you get here at clock dodgers listen spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff this is what you get here just look at the patterns folks that's what happens from neil that's what you get all right let's go to the not so obvious lock of the week, which I feel like there's controversy here because Josh off the air in our discussions in one of the group chats or wherever we were, Josh says that his pick of Chad Hansen was the clear winner in his eyes um, because Ty Johnson, he says, did nothing. And he also says that my pick of Gabriel Davis did nothing. Uh, I'm My guy scored a touchdown. So I'm not sure what Josh is talking about as far as, you know, just acting like my guy did nothing here. Um, Adam, I mean, what, what do you think is going on here, man? My, my Gabriel Davis had three receptions, only 19 receiving yards and a touchdown. 
Okay, so not nothing amazing. Nothing amazing. His guy had what? What he what did he have, Josh? He had seven receptions, 56 yards, no touchdowns, nothing to, nothing to, nothing to get excited about. So who do you think takes this, Adam? Or are you gonna sit here and tell us that neither one of us are good enough? Yeah, nice nice job trying to bait me out of not just picking Josh, but Josh, obviously, it would have been more points in a PPR league. They're both very irrelevant players who were productive. So congrats to you both. But no, I think this definitely goes to Josh. Damn it. I tried. I tried. I tried. Someone side with me out there in the world. I know someone's going to agree. Very, it was a very fair and wise decision from, from Judge Adam. <laughs> it's the only kind I make. All right, Adam, uh, Josh, you get to go first, man. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of hope. I'm throwing up a prayer here, just because I want it to happen. Um, I, I do think that this player is really coming, and he's somebody that I want to own a lot in dynasty leagues, and I just wanna, I just wanna see a late season flash. And like, I think we're starting to see him catching more volume, a little bit more volume and doing well with it. So I'm going with Donovan Peoples Jones. Nice. Okay. I like that pick a lot. Actually. I was, uh, I was looking at the Browns as a team to, to target for this, this week. So that was, that was a good pick. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I respect it. I respect it. It's, 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 I mean, they got a lot of guys there catching balls, Josh. I don't know, man. <clears throat> got a lot of a lot of targets there. We'll see if he's the uh the guy who gets it. I mean, damn, three receptions, seventy yards last week. You know, I don't know, man. We'll see. A touchdown two weeks ago was like a deflection, if I recall. So I don't even want to give him too much love there. I don't know. We'll see. Who who do you have, Adam? I'm gonna let you go next. Oh, you're gonna let me go. Oh, next. If you don't have someone, I'll go. No, I mean it. You're so kind. Yes, but... I am. <sighs> Mine's tough because I, I, yeah, no, no, you go ahead and go. Okay. Sorry, I had somebody, but I'm backing out of it, what? and now I'm looking. That's I'm, fine. I'm perusing other options. That's fine. What I'm going to do is, since I've talked him up so much this episode, and since I did say that I feel like people can trust him in their playoff race here and their championship games and all that good stuff, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Lynn Bowden. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with him. And and I like that Adam said he's not going to do good against New England specifically. So. I like that extra challenge from Adam. So if I come back here next week and Lynn Bowden had a big week and it was against New England, not only will I beat both of you, but I'll be able to rub in Adam's face the fact that, you know, he said that he wasn't even going to do it against New England. So I'm taking this one. I feel I feel good about it. Um, so I'm taking Lynn Bowden versus New England. Adam, I don't know if I gave you enough time there because, man, not, not much needs to be said when you pick such a stellar player like Lynn Bowden. But uh, who do you got, man? You can take Man, Gabriel Davis. You want Gabriel Davis? I hate it. No, I just hate everything because you guys went so deep that all the things that I were thinking just feel entirely that's, irrelevant. No, that's still okay. Like, no, it's not. It's not okay because I judge myself at uh, you know, this this steep, steep curve that uh, is re- relative to my co-host. So, <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm gonna go deep as well. I'm actually gonna. Go on Narrative Street. I'm I'm thinking the Patriots are going to upset the Dolphins this week, and I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. Uh, I feel like whenever Cam has a successful week, 
Uh, he seems to be the largest beneficiary in that offense. So it's a little narrative heavy, um, but I feel like he should be the uh, the target leader in that offense. And if uh, if they're going to win, I think that uh, they're going to need to be successful throwing the ball as well. So, uh, man, this feels so gross after uh, how horrible they were last week. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if, uh, if the narrative holds true. <laughs> this is a fun one, man. This is a fun one. This is a week that all three of us for sure went deep. All three of I us. I think Jacoby Myers is going to win the Twitter poll. Do you? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't think Lynn Bowden might be the darling this week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see Twitter world. And don't ever trust Twitter for quarterback questions. And don't ever say Twitter world. Twitter world. The Twitterverse. <laughs> OJ, like to, OJ. What would you like us to call him? <laughs> I don't know, but I got to check your closet for bodies now. All right. Whatever. There's plenty in there. Are we what? Um, all right. That's it for now. So obvious lock of the week. Let's jump over to foul or no foul. I have a couple for you guys here today. Last week we spoke about under foul or no foul, how Logan Paul will be fighting Mayweather. Um, so his brother, Jake Paul, will Adam, he will get to fight Conor McGregor or or another high profile MMA fighter. Foul or no foul? Foul. And I'm not just saying that to, like, rain on the parade. It's literally because of the contractual obligations of Connor and anyone signed to the UFC. The only reason that Connor was allowed to fight Mayweather is because it was a joint production between the UFC and Mayweather Promotions. So they would have to agree to do that same thing with Jake Paul. And I don't see the UFC thinking that it's going to help their brand to go and get with a YouTube star for some crazy backwoods fight where he gets <laughs> knocked out in a round against Conor McGregor. I, maybe not a round. I don't know. I, I, with boxing, I, I don't know because we've never seen Conor knock anyone out with boxing gloves on. So who knows how long it takes. But uh, yeah, I think this is ridiculous. But I do kind of appreciate the moxie of it. Like, man, those kids know how to make money and they're going to go for it. Dude. But uh, yeah, I don't think it happens because I don't think it's a fight that uh, not necessarily gets sanctioned, but that the UFC signs on for. Yeah, just so anyone who doesn't know the backstory, like after, you know, Logan Paul got this Mayweather fight, Jake Paul had already been saying, you know, he wanted to fight Conor McGregor before all this or his uh, boy Dylan Danis, who actually he said he caught slipping in the streets. He was throwing toilet paper at him while he was filming something today. Um and you drove by in a truck and started hitting it with toilet paper or something. I don't know what it was. Water um, balloons. Yeah, some water balloons. Whatever it was, it was something. Um, but for people who don't know, like this was like a video he put out. He said, My team sent you a fifty million dollar offer this morning, fifty million dollar cash, proof of funds, the biggest fight offer you'll ever been offered. But you're scared to fight me, Connor. You're ducking me because you don't want to lose to a fucking YouTuber. You're 0 and one as a boxer. I'm two and zero as a boxer. Um, he he also said, Connor, you're scared. Dana, which is who Adam was referring to, Dana White, he said, You're scared. Sign the fucking contract, you idiots. I will say that uh, Dana White did respond and said, I'm thinking of letting Amanda Nunes knock his ass out. Um, <laughs> That's so good. I didn't know that. Yes, which Amanda Nunes actually retweeted. Oh she retweeted and put him in. She would kill him. I yeah. Think. Dude, I, you could put Rose Namajunas in there, and I think that Rose would have a shot even <laughs> at her weight. Like, girl is a twig, but I think that her boxing, like, 
I don't know. I it's just it's so ridiculous. It's funny. It's good stuff, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. You know you want to see these, Josh. You don't even know shit about it, but you're like, yeah, I want to see these guys fight. You know you want to, man. All right. Yeah, I, I do want to see it fight. Listen, boxing was not fun, and, and <laughs> it's at fair. least a little bit of fun. Like, <laughs> oh, by the way, also on this topic of Logan Paul and Jake Paul, I seen Logan Paul on Brendan Schaub's Food Truck Diaries. And he asked him, um, what would be a big, he said, you know, what would be a bigger fight than you and Mayweather is you and your brother. And he said, um, he's like, Logan Paul was like, now you're talking. And he's like, we've actually talked about this and I think it will happen in two to four years. He's like, you know, the Klitschko brothers didn't fight each other. And, you know, Brendan was like, well, their mom made them promise. He's like, yeah, our mom made us promise too, but it's not going to happen. So we're definitely going to fight. And he's like, I think I'm going to knock his ass. I'm going to think I'm going to kick his ass or whatever. So that'll even be funny to see. Right. I mean, Adam, you can get behind that one. Right. Yeah, I mean, that I would pay money to see, and that's why they would do it, is because it's freaking ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever watched Rough and Rowdy, uh, the production that Barstool puts on, where they basically just, like, let amateurs box? Yeah. It's amazing. And one year, uh, Bill Burr even guest announced for it, and that was phenomenal. But that's what that is. I mean, that that's essentially what they're doing, except for they have, you know, YouTube clout. So they're using it to the best of their ability and more power to them, man. I mean, make your money. But the idea that you think that you should be able to get in the ring with a professional to me is absurd. Yeah, that's uh, kind of crazy. I think they're just trying to make, you know, stories, man. They're trying to make the biggest impact they can. I respect it, whatever it is. If it happens, it happens, but I respect their, their attempts. Um, all right. Nick from Fantasy Football Astronauts on Twitter asks, which UFA uh, undrafted free agent? Um, out of not undrafted free agent, uh, free agent next year, running back James Connor or Chris Carson is the better option moving forward. But he left out the best running back free agent, which is Marlon Mack. Foul or no foul, Adam? Foul. <laughs> listen, what, what are we doing? Listen, I'm going to get Marlon Mack in this conversation every time Jonathan Taylor plays well. So. He's the best one. You know, what I think is interesting when you look at Marlon Mack. I Twitter cannot team, wait for Marlon Mack to go the way of DeAndre Washington and oh, Duke Johnson. It'll what never a, happen. What a horrible thing. It's to gonna win. happen next year. Listen to dude. me. Let me let me make this statement right now. I will never have to bury Marlon Mack like you do DeAndre Washington or like he does Duke Johnson. How about Philip Lindsay, bud? Are we burying him yet? Nah, hell no. You're not doing that. No, you're getting you sure? way too anxious here, man. I've given you All guys right. plenty of time. I've given your guys plenty of time. I'm just. Just asking. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's premature, but uh, both those guys, I think, uh, unfortunately, are going to see an early grave. I just, I, why are we being so morbid? Yeah, we got to stop that. <laughs> we really do. I mean, I'm, can we use a I'm different like terminology? To keep in the theme, but like, yeah, seriously, can we roll it back? A Josh, bit? Josh, you're a teacher, man. Give us some other like lingo to use here. Uh, okay, I'll, 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 I'll try here. But I think, I think Chris Carson is the guy. And I also want to say that I think that next year, Damian Williams scores more points PPR than Marlon Mack. You are disgusting, Matt. Listen, what if Marlon... I, I, I think Marlon Mack's going to be a Colt again next year. And I don't know if that's bad or good. You guys will think it's bad because Jonathan Taylor. But I don't know, man. This guy's Twitter feed is still all Colted up. He's giving love to Jonathan Taylor left and right. Like, I think he might be back next year, man. That'd be the best situation for him. In yeah, my I think it is, man. I think he's going to do well next year. I think he's going to be all right, man. I don't think he's going to be horrible, as you guys all want to predict. Um, all right, the next one here. 
I need to stop making any and all Raiders win loss record bets. Foul or no foul? Foul. You should have made one this year. <laughs> this was the year to make one, and you you fucked up. I keep getting burned on these things. Like at some point here on Twitter, I'm gonna have a new Abby for a week because. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know what it's gonna be. I don't know what this guy's gonna do to me, but uh, yeah, I keep doing these bets, and I just keep getting burned, and I just can't help it. I gotta stop. Gotta stop before it costs me something serious, Adam. And uh, yeah, it's not good. Josh, you think I should stop making these bets, or do you think I should double down next year? I think the Raiders are gonna straighten this out and ha- end on a more positive note than what we've seen over the last four games. So you should probably keep making the bet. <laughs> I appreciate the positivity. I think you're trying to burn me here, but okay, that's all right. Uh, you like to see me suffer. It's weird how many people <laughs> also, like. I want to talk to you about a bet. Listen, it's weird how many people want to see me suffer. Like even when I was asking the Andy Dalton Derek Carr question, like Austin and stuff were coming out, like man, I can't wait to see you burn when Derek and you start Derek Carr. It's like, why does everyone want to see everyone want to see me do so bad with these Raiders, man? Like no one likes the Raiders. It's terrible. Um, the last one I have here for you guys for foul or no foul. Carson Wentz will be the Eagles starting quarterback in 2021. Foul or no foul, Adam? Oh, I, I'm gonna say no foul, but it's against my better judgment. Like. Mm. It's contractually, I think that he's probably just going to be the default QB1 there. But, uh, man, I think Jalen could beat him out. Like, it, it's it's razor thin, but I think it probably still ends up going to Carson to start the year. But uh, it'll definitely be a short lease. I mean, it might even be similar to what we saw with Trubisky this year, um, where, you know, it was didn't really matter if you won or lost the game. You know, if you don't play perfect, they're looking for a reason to pull you. So Wentz might end up in a very similar situation. Josh, do you agree with Adam here that like Wentz is going to get the job based off basically the fact that he has the higher salary and they're going to hope that he can get back to where, you know, the play that he deserved that salary? Or do you think that they're just going to straight up not even give that a chance? I think that Wentz will continue to be the starter because I think that there should be a ton of demand for Jalen Hurts in the NFL. And I think that of the two, if I'm going to, you know, go and pull a quarterback off of another team with a first round pick or whatever it takes, I'd rather pull Jalen Hurts. So you think the Eagles are going to trade Jalen Hurts? I think that they're going to have a lot of opportunities to trade Jalen Hurts. And I don't think they're going to have that many opportunities to get rid of Wentz. So you think they're going to... So you're so you're envisioning more of and rather than Wentz being traded, you're seeing Jalen Hurts being traded and fixing whatever needs Wentz needs to be fixed. Yeah, and you know even from the Eagles' perspective, I could see cashing out on Jalen Hurts for for you know a, a treasure trove of picks because you don't really know what he is yet. Interesting. Do you see that happening, Adam? I I don't know. I'm not confident in it. I don't really have like a strong take. Gotcha. Anything can be possible there. I don't know. All I do, I do wish for Jalen Hurts' success as soon as possible. So if that means Wentz gets benched, I'm fine with it. If it means he goes somewhere else, I'm also fine with it. Uh, so either way, I think uh, the future is bright for him, man. And hopefully Carson Wentz can get, you know, fixed, quote unquote, uh, whatever needs to be fixed around him to make him have success. All right. Let's go ahead and close this show out. Let's hit him up with show and tell. Our moment to uh, share something with the listeners, you know, share share a product, an idea, philosophy, 
an item, whatever we feel like sharing. Today, I will let Josh go first. What do you have today, Josh? Okay, so I've got two things. One of them is uh, fantasy football relevant, and the other one is not at all. So the, the fantasy football relevant one is this app that I have downloaded to replace Roto World, and it's called PlayerLine. And it is, it is a great news app for fantasy football. Duly noted. What was that called? One more time. Player line. <laughs> Player line. Okay. That. Yeah. I. I don't know about you guys. Twitter is just. It's it's great for what it does, but man, it's it's very tedious to navigate through lately. So. Uh, I'd like to have something that was a little bit more streamlined for player needs. Yeah, well, this nice. is very similar to Roto World, but I just like their, I like the writing. Like the the blurbs are just more relevant. It's less like, I feel like they weed out a lot of the chaff stuff that you got on Roto World. Chaff stuff. Like chaff. Like, yeah, the chaff. <laughs> like well, it's trash. Damn. It's just news that you don't need. Like, I don't need to know if the left tackle on the charges is hurt. Like, that's not what I want to see. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and put this uh, Rotowire sponsorship to the side. I'm not going to read that now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Ah, shoot. That's pretty uh pretty bold, uh, excited show and tell there, man. So player line okay. is the fantasy side that you have here. You said you have something else? Okay, so in the last couple of weeks, I've done two projects with crates. Have you guys seen these things? I've seen your pictures. The, so, like, they're, it's a really fun project to do, and it's super-duper easy, and I like the looks of it. So maybe this is not for everyone. Maybe it doesn't work in everybody's house, but you should check out the projects that people are doing with crates because they're fun. I'll check them out, but what I will say is anytime someone says it's really easy and it requires me to use my hands to build something or do something, <laughs> it never plays out that way for me. Never. Whether it's working on a car, whether it's working on a house, whether it's working on plumbing, it don't matter what it is. There could be a two-minute video up on YouTube that shows you exactly how to do it, and it only takes them two minutes to do it, and I will not have it done for two hours. So I'm skeptical, but I'll look. I'll check it out, Josh. I'll check it out. But I'm pretty sure hammers, nails, all that stuff is required. And it's just not going to work out for me. But uh, <laughs> I'll definitely try. I'll definitely, I, I'm always willing to give it a shot. Um, Adam, are you a handyman, Adam? Uh, I'm not for, like, my family because my dad's a contractor and my brother's a contractor. But uh, It's in your blood. I, I, yeah, I should be much better than I am. But I, I'm like, I'm not not handy. <laughs> I, just I think I'm try. probably like one step above you. Like if you're in preschool, I made it to kindergarten. <laughs> and it sounds like Josh has graduated. No, I think me and Adam are probably pretty similar in that regard. Like I, there, trust me, I've done a lot of things very poorly. Oh man, I'll just say it's not a good look when you can't do something. You're like, you call your your friend up and you're like, hey man, listen, I've been trying this for two hours. It's not working out. You like, they're like, hey, pull up here, man. Let me help you out real quick. They pull up, they just reach up under the car, fix it in two seconds. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, 
it's just not right, man. Sometimes I feel like I don't know what it is, man. It's I think it's definitely being handy is one of the best skills you could possibly have. It just just makes sense, man. It just works out. For me, it's terrible. Is there I don't know if there's a way to improve it either. Like doing more and more of it and just failing at it doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah, I mean you probably need somebody to show you how to do it properly and then practice. I mean, it's like anything else, practice. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Uh, hasn't worked out for me yet. We'll see. We'll see. But Josh, I'm gonna try. Well, maybe I'll try it, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Adam, do you have anything for show and tell today, sir? Yeah, I got a weird one. All right. Uh, do you guys know what Kringle is? Kringle. Do you guys ever had a Kringle? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's a it's a type of Danish. Google Kringle. K R I N G L E. Kringle. I have not had a Kringle. So. It, I've only had them a handful of times, but uh, my my work just uh, had one of our clients like give it to us as a Christmas gift. So it just showed up this morning, and they're they're really fucking tasty. Um, they're they're like these thin pastry. Um, it comes in like a giant circle, but then you just like cut off a sliver. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're like Danish type uh pastry if you will uh, i think they are technically a danish but the way they're shaped they uh almost have like a pocket filling uh it's similar to like um almost like a toaster strudel but it's not toasted it's cold uh, <laughs> but they're they're real good man they're really really good if you've never had one uh you can order them online and they're a really cool like uh Christmas gift for somebody who you have no idea what to get them because um, they're just a delicious gift. And uh, they've kind of always been a staple at my house for like Christmas morning or, um, you know, around the holidays. One always tends to show up and I've loved them always since I was a kid. So, uh, so yeah, Kringles. I figured people wouldn't really know what those were. So, yeah. I'm glad. And, and you say you eat these cold or are you like room temperature? Like, what are you saying here? Yeah, uh, I mean, in my experience, cold or room temperature, um, I'm sure you could heat it up. I was going to say, it looks like something people would heat up for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could, but uh, but no, I don't think traditionally they're eaten, heated up. I think it's traditionally a dish that, you know, you would eat cold. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah. Kringles. You ever had one, Josh? Now you see the picture? No, no, but I, they look good. They do. They're real, real good. They do look good. All right. Uh, for my show and tell, I don't really have anything necessarily item wise or anything like that. More so just an I uh, just, you know, it's the holidays. We're getting close to Christmas. And just for people to be careful, man, careful with your with your gifts, careful with all that kind of stuff. When I was young, my parents kept all the gifts in the trunk of a car <laughs> and the car got robbed. And so we didn't really have much oh, of a no. Christmas. We had to have like family members like bought us a bunch of gifts, try to make up for it and stuff, you know, to make it have a Christmas still. But um. So I had that experience myself, right? And then just recently, I had gotten some cameras for like in front of the you know in front of the house, like the Ring doorbell and all that kind of stuff. And um, on Ring, when you have a Ring doorbell, there's this thing called like neighborhood or neighbors or some shit like that. And uh, it actually shows you like neighbors Ring doorbells, like if they post videos and stuff of like something that happened to them. And so it shows you like this. I don't know how far the radius is. It'll just tell you like two miles or zero, you know, zero point five miles, like wherever the person is compared to you. And um, man, there's nonstop videos on this shit. I'm not, I don't live in the greatest neighborhood, of course. Um, I'm sure some people listen, maybe you live in fucking castles. Some live in 
regular neighborhoods and some live, you know, in not so great neighborhoods. Um, so around me, there's some bad areas. And like to see constantly on these people's feeds, uh, people walking up, stealing Amazon gifts from their front yard. Uh, people just constantly going through cars for looking for unlocked doors. So like, hey, just be careful. You know what I mean, like, just be extra conscious of it. Maybe you live somewhere where you don't lock doors, or you don't lock your car, like whatever. But like during this time of year, you might have something more valuable or people are just on the prowl for stuff that they want from you. So um, just stay smart, you know, keep your head on a, you know, just 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 go the extra mile to keep everything locked and safe this year. Um, because times are weird right now. Times are hard and people are desperate. And this is one of those times of year where people get weird. So, um, yeah, I don't know if the cameras just made me extra paranoid and then see these people's videos they keep posting, or if it's, like I said, happened to me in the past as a child, but either way, just stay smart and keep your shit locked up. Have you guys ever had any experience like that before? Not like that. No, No. man, that, that just God, as a parent, I feel like that's, I mean, it's not worst nightmare, but like that's that's just like such a devastating event to have occur. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. I was I forget how old I was when it happened, but like the rest of the family, like not my immediate family, but like cousins, aunts, and stuff, everyone got like got together and like rebought us <laughs> Christmas basically. Um, Do you recall if you were old enough where you uh, uh, younger listeners, please plug your ears? Oh, uh, no, where, nah. where you know <laughs> no, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> don't do it. We don't know who's listening. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't even, I don't recall how, uh, far in I was on that one. Um, but yeah, that'd be, that'd just be like the hardest <laughs> way to learn that there wasn't a story. Yeah, hey, shut up. There may be uh, a don't listen in who doesn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't even, I can't even backpedal out of that. You guys all heard it. Yeah. So listen, I'll listen. All I know is. These cameras also just make you a little extra paranoid. Um, so that's definitely a possibility as well. But yeah, man, it's freaking crazy to see how many people walk out of people's cars and just try to open them and shit. And I had, this happened to me once too. Just like, you know, I went out to my car in the morning one time when I was like probably 18, 19, whatever it was. And somebody had stole like all my CDs and shit out of the car. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I felt like violated. Like, I thought they were like staring at me from the distance, like laughing at me and shit. I felt like fucking, it felt dirty or some shit. Um, so yeah, man, it's just weird seeing all these people walk into people's doors and try to open them or like their cars and shit. So just stay safe, man. That's all. I know somewhere like Josh, these guys don't lock fucking doors where he lives. Um, but right, Josh, you don't lock your door, right? Tell the world. Here's the truth. I lock my door on my house, but I don't usually lock my truck. See, see, you better lock your truck. Josh. I don't leave anything in my vehicle. It doesn't matter. You don't want someone going through your shit, bro. No, I don't. And and you know what? Like I've had my vehicle tossed a number of times. It happens. But it's all just papers. Like who cares? I know Adam knows to lock his shit in that city, right, Adam? Shit, man. When I lived in Chicago, <laughs> they cut the Cadillac converter right out of my car. <laughs> oh, so man. glad to be out of that area, man. <laughs> Yeah, it can get rough. So everyone just stay safe. Um, all right. That's all I have for today. That's all we have. That's all we have prepared for you guys. You can find Josh for more. He's, he was tweeting a little bit before the show, getting crazy on there, asking all kinds of questions and shit. What football players would you like to sit with at a table? So if you want to uh, extend Josh's conversation, you can find him at JC Crocker. Adam, I don't know what Adam's last tweets were. I can't recall. Um, but you can find him at the other FF guy. We should go back to make Adam read his last tweet. That would be great. Um Maybe we'll start that up next week, Josh. Such good content. Yeah, it was. Uh, you can find me at Clock Dodgers on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have the poll up 
at some point within the next couple of days for not so obvious lock of the week to see who the uh, Twitter world votes for. And uh, other than that, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed yet, hey, listen, you want to get us something for Christmas? Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. We'll take it. That's all we're asking for. Leave us, leave us a review. Let's set the new year off right. Other than that, as always, be kind, be great, keep dying.